Friday Lunchtime Lectures at the Open Data Institute. Good afternoon. Uh, welcome to everyone here at ODIHQ and online, who are, to those of you who are streaming. Um, my name's Siobhan, and it's my pleasure this afternoon to introduce our speaker for today, Violetta. Violetta will be speaking to us about how you can make data work for you and also how you can identify skills that can help you do this. Please, can I remind everyone here, um, questions will be taken at the end, but if you are streaming and you'd like to ask a question, go on Twitter and use the hashtag, hash ODI Fridays. Now, I will hand over to Violetta. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Um, well, welcome. So hopefully some of you are interested in understanding how data can work for you. And actually, it's not going to be a talk about tech whatsoever. It's going to be more about just understanding what is this world of data, what is this ecosystem, and do I already have the skills, actually, to be able to participate? Um, one of the skills that um, at least I, wanna, I want you to take with you, and this is the first thing that I will say, is actually on this slide. I'll give you a minute if you can spot it. <laughs> actually, it's understanding licenses <laughs> and certificates. So in a, this license, for example, what I'm allowing you to do with this presentation is basically you can take it, you can use it, um, well, the only thing that I'm asking you to do is if you can just please give an attribution. And when you find things like this across the web, you should be able to understand what you can and you cannot do with, with things. So this is actually a skill that is not as common uh, as it might sound and is not as boring as, as it does sound because licenses and limitations, but it is something that enables you to start working in this ecosystem of working of data. I did title the presentation, My Day Job, and data is not only about your job, but you spend a lot of time at work. Uh, probably you're acquiring some skills, and this is a, work is usually a place where you can test it. Uh, but it can also be about fun. And let me just walk through an example of a movie night. <laughs> because maybe even the concept of data is not necessarily very clear in terms of what is it, what, how is it collected, where does it even come from. And the um, Wall Street Journal did a very interesting article that basically talks about a movie night um, that between two women, ordered pizza, went home, watched a movie. Um, and you might wonder, like, well, where's the data here? And what can I do with it? Well, let's walk you through it. So this is you <laughs> asking, talking to your friend, ordering, deciding when would you want to order pizza. Uh, the Alexa, uh, you, you put a call on Alexa. Alexa also has, for example, your credit card information. You order it. It's much, it's much easier, maybe more simple. Um, you go to your friend's house, friend's house, you're looking for directions um, on Google Maps, for example, just to find where it is. You go with your friend, take pictures, talk on social media, and then you spend some time swimming through recommendations of films that you can make, for example. So in this scenario, where's the data? And what can you do with the data? And even like, who is collecting the data and how much is it? And how is that relevant to you? Well. Let's see, this is the amount of data, and this is a screenshot from the Wall Street Journal, so it's a, bit, it's a bit blurry because of that. But basically, we start to see companies who all of a sudden have an interest. They collect that data because they, have, they see the potential of what that data can do for them. Or they don't, and they just collect it, and eventually they will see, uh, we'll see what, what goes on. But actually, in just in this transaction, and you can think about it for being just in a span hours of two, two hours, for example, 53 data points, data information was collected from this transaction, and they actually did this. They replicated um, the, whole, the whole scenario just to understand how many data points they were collected. 23, actually, just a snippet, came from Facebook, 
that collected it, and only, only the top, the gray part, is actually data that you as a consumer knew you were sharing. All the rest of it, the bottom, you don't really know. So this is not to say that, you know, go ahead and read all the different uh, limitations that you have in, in working with data, but understanding how that ecosystem works can help you, for example, maybe start understanding how that is, advocating, communicating that this is actually happening if you feel threatened by it. If you don't feel threatened by it, that's fine as well, because as long as you make it something that is for you, that it's interesting to you to understand, well, if I start collecting data, what are the services that I can offer? Or do I have to even collect data? Maybe I can just write about stories and sharing and collecting it. Um, and at the ODI, we have worked with organizations and institutions through understanding what is the data skills that are involved in this ecosystem that we're describing. Because it's not just about tech um, people who know how to code or how to program, uh, how to design software. It's just much more than that. Um, I'll take you a minute to look through it, but for example, you start identifying that there's different blocks where you can identify skills that, for example, match together by color. So innovating with data, designing services, and achieving sustainability kind of sounds like the in the courses that you might find online or the different responsibilities that you have in your office kind of match together. Um, so I, I'll, I'll give you a minute just to see and spot where do you think you fall in and is there something that you're not feeling represented? Uh, I would like to know that as well after the, after the talk. But basically, um, all these are the skills that are involved around data. When you look at from this side of the framework, this, is, this being the middle, if you look at the left-hand side, you have things like working ethically, governing with access. So you have somebody from a managerial position who has to make decisions about uh, how the company is going forward. If you're the innovator in the company, then you have to understand, well, can you and can you not use data? What are the ethical restrictions that you can work with data? On the right-hand side, it's more about the technical skills of actually once you have that data, what can you do to bring insights, to find trend analysis, um, and in the middle, the middle part is more or less like the strategy that you would carry forward with your, with your company. You have leading change, for example, developing strategy, finding the insights, creating value from data. These are all things that don't necessarily apply um, to only tech Technology. If you lead change, for example, it's very important for you to understand how these two sides merge together, right? If you're the person in the organization who says, actually, let us discover how we can make data work for us. Let us discover, can our business actually start collecting the data? Well, you'll have to probably understand what are the limitations or possibilities in terms of overall company strategy. And you probably have to understand even your team, there is somebody who can actually deliver those insights and make them work for you in a particular manner. Um, if you want to innovate with data, well, that's great, that's fantastic. But you do have to understand how is working data, uh, ethically in data works. Do you have anybody in the organization who has that knowledge? So we start seeing that it's not only about this one task that it stands alone. It's many different people's skills within the organization who collaboratively can bring things forward. And if there's nothing else that, um, if, if actually, if, if you're one of those in, in one of those areas, but you really want to get your hands dirty with, with working with data, but you don't even, even understand how, for example, finding insights work, there's a very simple way uh, that, that you can try and test that. And for example, <laughs> it's with this exercise. Uh, Thomas Davenport from the Harvard Business Review writes very, very good articles about how data works, the ecosystem of it, and basically provided with a simple example to introduce people 
to start thinking about what can actually, what can I understand from data? Is data really for me? And he said, well, basically, take it very simple. Just take one week where you go from Monday through Friday and take note of the times of when the meetings are supposed to start that you have with your company and take note of the actual timing of when they started. And over time, you would see that there's a trend potentially of, well, what is the average time that all my meetings are scheduled in? How many of those have been canceled? Have they been canceled always by a, from a particular person? And when you start thinking like this, you can start understanding, well, like, actually, can we make a better way of, of doing meetings? Are, are the meetings on Tuesdays, for example, always very busy uh, and tend for then, then for it to cancel because they're very close to each other? Or are the meetings very late in the evenings, always, uh, sorry, in the, late in the, in the week, not as productive? Are they always about the same theme? Are it always about our finance? So it's really thinking, starting to think about this, you can really apply and, and say, how, how will data work for you in that sense? How to have better conversations in your, in your company office, for example, of, you know what, let's, let's lead change, but in a very, very simple way. So it's really not about data in any more complex way, way than that. Um, and at the ODI, we have created about, um, some courses to help you walk through that as well. We have open data in a day that basically talks about what is open data, more about these licenses, for example, and your limitations and uses. Uh, and we do offer more open concepts about what is machine learning, what are the different techniques, but from not a technical perspective, because at first, without we do believe, and I, me personally as well, it's not, it's not only about applying the technologies directly, uh, because they're so... There's so many and potentially not always are they beneficial, but it's just more about understanding the strategy and you and an organization play a big, big role because as we see from this, all the organization works together in this ecosystem of pushing things, things forward to be, to be delivered. And with that really, I'll end here because <laughs> I would like to hear your questions um, and see what you were expecting maybe from, from getting to this talk and how can we help you further. Great, thank Thanks. you so much for your letter. Um, I'm going to be taking some questions from the floor. Um, would anybody like to start me off? Yes, Hannah. Oh, this microphone doesn't amplify your voice, but it is so that everybody online can hear you. Um, what, do you think the, what do you think the barriers are for people um, understanding that they're working with data or being comfortable with talking about data? That's a good question, um, because I'm not in people's brains, so I'm not really sure what they would want. But I think data at first always very sounds scary. And you do read articles, for example, that all of a sudden, possibly this is maybe one of the things that maybe shocked you, because the people from here, I, I saw it in your face. Right? This is quite a lot of data that is collected, and, and the limitations come from, well, like I, as a, maybe they come a, a little bit from an individual in terms of, well, I'm not a big company, I'm not Google, I'm not Amazon, I'm not whatever to actually, because those are the names on those presentations. Um, but starting to th think, I'll, I'll skip through, very, very simply on things that, are, that, look like, that look like this. Realizing that this is data, this is just an x-axis and a y-axis over time describing something at your company. Um, something that is a habit of you. You can do it about even your own film's interest or your own paths and you can even download data from, from your phones. You can, you can do that. Um, you're, you're, you're alive, for example, from, from Google Maps and start analyzing and seeing, not analyzing in the sense of something that is very abstract, but just seeing your route. And that, I think, familiarizing yourself with technology in that sense will help you think more about, about data. 
um, and, at, and at your company, anything, anything can be data, right? This is just like times in meetings and are they canceled or are they not? You can do it with many, many things. You can do it with the amount of chairs that are here <laughs> um, and how many are missing throughout the day or who sits where, right? Just to start understanding how to better design an, an event, for example. Like, are there too many people who always sit on one side than the other one? Uh, things like this, right? So it's just not really about big data and about big things that are sweeping through across uh, the media all the time. It is really simple, simple things to just continue to work forward. Hope that answered the question. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Can I just follow up with what do you think the what do you think the skills gaps are at the moment with sort of people entering the, the workforce? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what kind of what level do they do they seem to fall at? Right. Um, is it is people that are from university or just people who are just changing changing lives? Uh, either really. Mm. Um, I think the biggest gap, and if there's a lot of, the Open University does a lot of work around this, where they are trying to see, well, what are we teaching students who are exiting, and what are the expectations of SMEs, right, like small and medium enterprises that, that, that they have to achieve that stuff. And it's actually, the complexity sometimes comes in the relevance in which uh, things at school are taught. Uh, for example, a data scientist or a computer scientist, there's not necessarily maybe the business perspectives, there's not necessarily the applicability of some of the tools that you're, that you're studying. You're just more about, hey, use this tool, uh, and this is how you do it, this is how you program. Um, and from a technical person, for example, coming into the workforce, there's a lot of, maybe not a lot of gaps necessarily in that sense, but there are some understanding of context of how could that work for them. And for other people who do not have the technical skills that maybe you're going through the daily lives being like, oh, am I going to be replaced by some, some data scientist? Well, the limitations there, I think, is just maybe just um, not... We still continue to use Excel, and Excel has been around for a very, very long time, and it's a great tool. And I think that the majority of people don't even know what possibilities you can do with, with Excel. And we start moving very fast towards R or Python, other programming languages, or even other software tools and, and designs. And I think... The gaps in that sense just comes from understanding more what you want to do and exploring if those tools already do the job for you. Um, I think it's just really more about making it relevant to yourself and seeing what you can use and what you can't. Mm. Um, so my question really is about um, using data in today's sort of global society. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we want to make it interesting and fun and get people to see the data is in everything. But do you mm -hmm. think that there's actually like a real need now because of the, the fast pace with which ethics questions are coming up and mm -hmm. um, the way that um, governments are using data? Do you think that people need to be really thinking about being more educated? Yes, <laughs> I definitely think so. I think there's a lot of... There's this discrepancy, I, I do think, that what the media is talking, what the expectations are for companies to start adapting machine learning technology uh, and deep learning algorithms and things like this. But actually, there was a survey done across Europe of all the different startups that, that exist that have branded, I work with machine learning or I work with AI. In the survey, actually, when they, when they interviewed them, all of them said, well, actually, we really just work with basic statistics. So it's... It's really this, this discrepancy of, of course, you're going to talk about machine learning because it sells or AI because it sells. And I'm not saying that some companies are not using it appropriately. Obviously, there are some out there that do. But the main, main, biggest majority 
they they're way behind still on 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 how this technology is adapted, and I think it does come from this literacy idea of well, what is it uh, like? Am I am I even doing data? Am I, can I collect? Is it my even responsibility to talk about uh, data and collect it and do something with it? No, but. There's like in the skills framework, for example, we did create, and you mentioned working ethically, for example, as a thing. Well, if you don't think about the ethics of it, data should not come into the place. But if you don't think of the potential of the implications of, of using data and what that can harm, thinking about it is also a, get, a great way of getting involved in that conversation to push things forward or, or to shape them in a different way and make them, make them for you. So it's not only about Again, it's, like it's not only about, about the technical skills, it's really the whole ecosystem involved around it. Thank you. Yes, Hannah? Sorry, it's me again. Great. Um, if somebody uh, was in a role uh, where they, they sort of had a feeling they were using data, mm -hmm. or they, they kind of knew day to day that they were, were using it for different purposes, um, but their their job wasn't specifically data, and um, they were uh, worried about embarking on a course or something more formal because they didn't feel like they were there yet mm -hmm. in terms of their confidence with working with it. Can you sort of recommend any sort of um, uh, free tools or anything that they could read or, or kind of what, where would you start? If, mm -hmm. if you didn't have the backing of your employer to, mm -hmm. to explore your own skills. Yeah, there's actually, there's so many. Um, I think, again, like it depends on what you want to do, but if you just want to say, learn how to use Excel better, for example, just to see all the possibilities, there's many, many courses out there that you can find uh, and start exploring. There's, a, there's great open, open sources. There's a platform called Kaggle. Uh, where there's a lot of data sets that are available and they have challenges. That is more for if you have uh, technical, technical abilities, but that would provide you some space of just testing and exploring and seeing how other people have been working. How are they, what is their process of analyzing something? And, and that's quite open. Um, and there's also, there's, there's many tools out there, that, um, free, free sources that, like Coursera and all of those, uh, they, are, they are free. Some of them, and at least in terms of a, of a lecture of hearing conversations and talks that people are having about that, then it's quite useful. And then at the ODI, obviously, we're, <laughs> we're running as we go and designing, and designing tools and facilitating conversations that, that happen around data um, without those necessarily technical terms or technical applications. Um, but we're designing, we're designing that based on, on as, 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 as we go. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wondering, do you think that there's, whose responsibility do you think it is to try and get these kinds of skills and knowledge out to, to people? Would it be the individual responsibility, the organisation's responsibility, or even maybe the government's responsibility to promote data literacy? Mm -hmm. um, it's a tricky question, because I do think, yes, Thinking of responsibilities, I think, sometimes is quite limiting. 
because then you can very easily fall into the sense of, well, it's somebody else's job, really, because <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm not the one, the one responsible. And I am a more advocator of somebody who just takes the first step and says, what can I do? <laughs> Show me what I can and what are the tools that are around me that I can use and kind of go and kind of go from there. But I think in many companies that are experiencing change inside uh, with this data-driven business, uh, and I do it like this, but <laughs> some, some companies do are very keen in understanding how to incorporate uh, data literacy in, the, in their companies. And we have that, done that with, a bunch, with some, of, some of our clients and just helping by providing learning materials, for example. So in that case, it was, it was an inner, inner need for, for a change. But for that to happen, for somebody to reach to us, there has to be somebody interested in that organization who understands what they can do with data or just understanding we need somebody who's an expert out there who can help us uh, get some get some guidance from that. But I think definitely that there's a lot of costs involved um, in in covering all these services. So definitely government should play a role as well in terms of if this is something that we're headed towards, if even government is designing tools that are improving our lives every day, then how about education and implementing that data education into schools, for example, from earlier ages and providing maybe some standards on what should be in curriculums and in what stage, right? Because we do that with absolutely everything. Uh, and it seems like the first wave was caught by maybe data uh, boot camps that are starting to teach like the data science, the data science skills. But then governments, I think, should have a responsibility as well just to incentivize those programs to start. And universities are incre uh, increasingly adapting the, uh, into their curriculum some more data, data talks, but from techie and non-techie perspective as well. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, do we have any other questions? Yes. Yeah, no, I, um, I just had a follow-up on what you were just speaking in terms of like the role of government and in a way like of public education to um, in a way like um, giving access to everyone to this kind of like data education. But it's always a problem about like, um, like the, the structure capacity of the schools in the sense of how can we make like it's going to be really expensive to have this kind of structure in public schools. So I think this would be like the main obstacle to overcome. I think it was more a reflection rather than a question. It's more about like, mm -hmm. then what, don't you think it would, be more, it would be more important to incentivize this kind of education outside of public schools in the sense of giving more free courses available online that people can do mm -hmm. rather than offering them in schools, because then there will always be a divide between public and private schools, for instance. Yes. Well, I haven't, I haven't mentioned that that should be a free service, or at least that was, not, that was not the way that I wanted to communicate this. Responsibilities in terms of the, what are the, like there's every, every year, every five years, there's a curriculum revision in, in schools of, of what is offering. So adapting it to the way that societies are moving forward I think is necessary, but in no way that should be that should be free because that's somebody else's job. This is ours that a teacher has to go in and serve. So it's not not necessarily in like come in and do data literacy, but if that's implemented into the curriculum, uh, like uh, there's like talks about societal behavior. I think or at least in some universities in Spain, uh, at a younger age, that started to be implemented as to give people an awareness of how to work around a city. So if these courses are implemented in in schools, I think that's a very good way to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And one over here. Um, it's, it seems to be 
uh, more of a common understanding now that um, in order for data within an organisation to be useful, um, it's important that it's not just the data people uh, that, that mm-hmm. um, are able to add to it and access it and um, kind of feed it into different products and services. And it's, it seems to be more widely understood that to have more diversity of people um, feeding into that data and having different parts of an organisation giving their uh, knowledge about how data should be used mm-hmm. and f- fed into products um, and, and how it's uh, the kind of ethical impacts of using that data. Um, do you have any advice for somebody that might be in a data team that's looking to sort of diversify the the input from other people in their organisation and how they might be able to kind of um, create that uh, forum for sort of discussions? For, and like discussions in an organisation of how data can be, more people can have access to data. Within the organisation, or like input in or, or have a view on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> I think, well then if you, it could be complicated depending on where you work uh, and how structured your company is. But those groups or organizations who are more open to meet and have a diversity of group of people when when the design of the project is occurring, when there's feedbacks on projects, when there's uh, the after the sprints or or things like this, I think it's quite, it's a good, it's a good moment because if you're working on, on something and you want to hear the perspective of others, I think more and more increasingly people want to work collaboratively and understand how to make it more diverse and accessible. Um, so I think those will be good opportunities, but I think it's, it just depends on, on, on the company that you work for. I think if it's a very rigid one, it's always easier to start talking with, with teammates or just walking around, I guess, uh, in, into the company and just finding somebody who you, um, you have a good affinity with and then maybe start in the conversations from there. Because doing, doing it alone is always complicated, but you just have to find allies in your organization to maybe start implementing um, this in the, in the first place by having small chats at the cafeteria or, <laughs> or, or anywhere. But I think if there's a culture of getting, getting together and reflecting on how the projects have moved forward or what could we improve and what couldn't we improve, then those are good moments to come and, and speak about, hey, actually, if we had done this with data, if we had improved this, if we had access to this, or if we had thought about ethic, the eth- this ethical implications of us collecting data of newborns, for example, then, then you would begin to raise awareness in your organization of things that maybe others didn't know that they had to think about, in that sense. Hey, do we have any other questions from the floor? No? Okay, Great. well... Thanks. Well, thank you very much for your letter. Thank you. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.